Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. I'm going to actually, I'm going to start by saying happy mediocre Friday because I'm normally firing on all cylinders. I'm normally really up for Friday lives and I am up for Friday lives. I'm normally bouncing a lot more than this, but I've just had a little run and I can still feel my hamstring. I can still feel my hamstring from the Manchester Marathon. I'm a little bit grumpy. Running Joe 10K, my friend Joe Wilkinson is going to pick me up now. She's going to pick me up. I'm going to let her into the video and then we're going to talk about da, 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 hitting the hills. Okay, come on, Joe, come in and let me f- make me feel grumpy. I'm sad. I'm just a bit sad. Hello. Okay. Oh, no. I've not even uploaded it to Strava. Because I just can't bring myself just to delete do it. it. Pretend just... it never happened. <laughs> I've got to be. I was very small, though. I did stop. I did stop. I did stop, which is very important. And it was How a little bit. How did you get into it before you stopped? I forty minutes. Forty minutes. Oh right. But I didn't. But you jumped quite away, a bit yes. then before you actually. <sighs> well, reason. Yeah, reason. Or do you think you, you should have you, stopped you, before you... the forty minutes? I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I'm being coached here. This is good. Shall I sit no. down for this one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't got we haven't got time because I can see you you you've got an absolutely bonkers week. I don't know how oh, how God. you're doing it, but we're going to talk. Can we can we just while we've got you talk hills for a little bit? Is that all right? We you can, can yes, yes. But just it's, just can I say to everybody, I need to leave by ten two because I'm around a friend's house and she's going to throw me out. So could somebody please, from wittering on, just cut me off? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Cool, Not thank problem. you. Not a problem. Right, <laughs> let's, let's start then. Let's get straight into chatting about hills. Give some people some motivation, some tips, some, some thoughts. Now's quite a good time, isn't it? Heading into winter training. Yes. Do you like hills, Joe? What's your relationship with hills? Let's start with that one. Some people love them, some people hate them. I, I must admit, I hate them when I'm running up them, but I love them from a training perspective. <laughs> and what... Where, where do you tend to start with hill training, in your opinion? For, I know it depends on people's goals, but, you know, going into winter training now, thinking about a bit of strength and things like that, what, what's a good place to start to incorporate hills? So like I, how, how? Yeah, so I do think hills are fantastic for conditioning, for strengthening your legs. They have an endurance training benefit as well. But I think for conditioning, which is probably where we sort of want to be about now, because we haven't, well, some people have got races on the horizon, but for quite a few of us, if you're in that sort of spring autumn marathon cycle, it's not going to be for a while. So some nice conditioning work to, um, oh, you know, strengthen things like hamstrings and whatever that might be, uh, needs a bit of work. Um, not that I'm saying heels are definitely perfect for hamstring, but generally for conditioning, I think they're really good. So I think it's a good time of year to do them. I always, always, before I talk about hills, just put a health warning in there because as you know as well, running uphill is really hard on your muscles because you just work so much harder. So therefore, that's almost one of the reasons why you wouldn't want to suddenly throw hills into your program a few weeks before the marathon if you haven't done them before because your legs will be ruined. Um, So yes, 
now is a good time if you haven't got anything major on the horizon to do some hill work to do some conditioning work but i think there's always we talk about hills but there's so many i was gonna say there's so many different types of hills obviously there are big ones tall ones short ones flat ones whatever is there a kind of someone said here do you do catherine's hill is is that a talk us through catherine's yeah, hill a steep saint, one a long one saint catherine's hill is pretty brutal it is pretty brutal <laughs> there are steps leading up it i do oh, see God. mad people blasting up there i've not been doing any of that but it's quite interesting that you talk about um uh, kind of keeping injury at bay and obviously being a bit careful with hills. Mm. And I think there's two things there. I think if people have been training for a relatively fast and flat race, whatever that might be, whatever distance, and suddenly, so for me, for example, doing Manchester, and then suddenly throwing yourself into hills, you need to be a little bit careful because if you've been training intelligently, hopefully you've been making it quite race specific in the latter stages of your training for said race. And therefore you've probably been hitting the flat more often than not. So you've got to proceed with caution. I think the second thing that I'd like to add how formal is that? I would like to add a second thing. Oh, would you like to add um, something? Please do. Agenda item number go, two. Before you go, <laughs> um, I'd like to add that actually, I believe it's really important, if not more important, to be careful on the downhill coming oh, down. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, You yes. know, especially the, if you're carrying a few niggles, namely knee issues and things like that, your quads can take an absolute battering because effectively you're, you're breaking to stop yourself from mm. face planting when you're running down the hill. So sometimes it's almost, and even if you just go for a massive walk, in like, you know, a national park and it's really <laughs> hilly, you'll know from that experience, a day in the hills, actually it's harder coming down. You'd almost rather go up, although there's effort there, coming down, there's a lot more control. You don't need to be as controlled going up. So I think that's definitely yeah. something to think about. And just to add to that, actually, I think if the hill allows, so let's say you're doing a hill repeat session and we might get into that if we've got time now, but let's say you're doing a hill repeat session, you work hard up the hill, if the, the hill allows you to, so let's say you're doing, you're hitting the off-road, so you're on a grassy hill, so it's really wide and you've got that kind of, that, that, that sort of area, that environment to, to, to play on. I suggest almost traversing a little bit like skiing when you're coming back down, because it's not as sheer, it's not as steep, rather than just, you know, yeah. freewheeling straight down the hill. So you've got to be very careful, I think, with that, Joe, and listen yeah, to the body so for sure. I, I always think if it's a steep hill, you're probably best off not running down it because the steeper the hill, the more impact there's going to be through your joints. And as you say, hips, knees and ankles, they're the ones that are going to really suffer running down a steep hill. <clears throat> Again, training specific, as you said, which I think is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about hills. I wanted to talk about cross country, but um, we ended up talking about hills. But I think a lot of people are doing cross country. You know, it's, it's the kind of cross country season if you're a member of a club. So again now is a good time to practice hills because they're very specific to cross country you will potentially be doing a lot of running up and down hills so having i think you know take care do practice both but if you are coming downhill then do that on the grass hills if you can rather than a hard concrete road it might be if you're doing hill reps the road might be good to run up but it's definitely not so good to come down so yeah i totally agree with you on that health warning but i think um a good kind of, you know, if you are being specific, then, and you are looking towards cross country, maybe that's why you want to do some hill training as well. Then a nice muddy trail hill is worth its weight in gold. <laughs> Not easy, but definitely worth, you know, testing your legs even more. But again, you've got to do manageable amounts. So my rule of thumb, I would say rule of thumb is, is a quite a broad thing, isn't it? But I always think whatever you would do on the flat, do around half to two thirds of that volume if you're going up 
a heel because it's much harder and your legs will, you know, don't think, oh, well, I would normally do 20 minutes worth of intervals on the flat. Therefore, I would do 20 minutes worth of intervals going up a hill. You will find it significantly harder on your legs than you would if, if you were just doing a flat session. So that's a kind of that's where I start in terms of looking at the volume that I'm doing. Um, and then, as you say, it's that whole kind of thing around, are you doing continuous hills <clears> or are you doing hard effort up? So continuous hills, I tend to think of hard effort up and a similar effort down obviously it's slightly less because you have got gravity and all the rest of it hill reps i tend to think you go up you might jog or walk down but it tends to be slightly longer period of the recovery and then you've got this whole thing between long or short hills and i like a mixture of both personally but i don't know what your preference is around how you tend to structure your hill sessions i mean i think look let, let's be honest here be, be do you have to put hills into training no i don't believe you do you know, Jack Daniels will say that effort is effort. Your body doesn't really know what's happening. Now, if you haven't got access to hills, you can replicate some of the benefits that you get from hills, like strength that we've mentioned. But it's not just, oh, if I run hills, I get stronger. Because as you said earlier, what are hills? How steep is a hill? How long is a hill? How long are you spending running up the hill, you know, running down the hill? So it can get, you can get a little bit sort of caught up in all the, the sort of micro detail. I think it's definitely helpful to make it specific. Like you say, if you're doing cross country or if you're doing a race and you know that there's a killer hill at nine miles or it's a really hilly course that you're running, then I think it's going to give you confidence as well to hit those hills. And just picking back up on the whole strength thing and I guess strength and injury, hill sprints, it's funny because you, in one sense, you've got to be really careful when you hit the hills and you don't get injured. But then you have with running anyway because of the impact. Mm. But you've, you also, at the, other end of, in the, at the other end of the scale, you will get some significant strength benefits, especially to lower leg complex as well, kind of Achilles, calves. You will develop a lot of strength and resilience in the tissues from doing serious hill sprints. But you've got to be in a reasonable place physically to be able to do that in the first yeah. place. Because I think people, Joe, I don't know about you, what you think of this, but I think people often refer to sessions as sprints when they're not. And that goes for the flat as well. Whereas a true sprint, like eight to 10 seconds up a hill, that's, that hill needs to be pretty steep. So you're really mm -hmm. having to overcome gravity. So you're really having to develop that strength in the body to generate that power. But you've got to be in a pretty good place to be able to do that. And I think it takes patience to do hill sprints as well, because you know, we've touched on kind of sprint-based sessions before loosely. And because of the nature of the effort you're putting in, the sprint, the speed, you need maximum rest. And sometimes we're tired, yeah. we're not patient, we want to get going again. It's like, oh God, I could just crack on now, I'll be back for breakfast or whatever. So I think if you're doing, if you are going to do some serious hill sprints, I think it's a great time now to start to incorporate those into your training if you're able to. The hill needs to be pretty steep. It needs to be eight to 10 seconds. It doesn't need to be any longer. And you need to give yourself maximum rest coming down, like insane amounts of rest relative to how long yeah. you're looking for. So I think it's about understanding what am I achieving from this hill? So I tend to actually structure, often we'll do two types of hill within the same session. So start with some sprints, very much around strength and power. And as you say, 10 seconds. And what I often do is say, take the first three seconds of that 10 is your acceleration and then you're driving for seven seconds. So no more than that, otherwise you just can't keep up that pace and, and, and like I say, the power that you want to. So they're a really good way to start, but only ever say five, maybe six at most, and it's a walk down recovery. So a really generous recovery, which is reflective of the intensity of the effort that you're putting in. Then the other extreme are the long hills, which are really aerobic endurance, obviously do have a condi conditioning element to them as well tend to be a much 
lighter gradient, as you say, than you might do for the, for the sprints. And in fact, I think I often say to people, if you're doing a two minute effort uphill, unless you are training for a fell race, which is something very different, or unless you're training for a very specific <laughs> steep hill, you actually want quite a light gradient because otherwise you just won't be able to, it takes an incredible amount of fitness to run uphill for two minutes. And the steeper that hill is, the more fitness you actually require. So, you know, actually having a, you know, sometimes people say, well, it's more of a slope. But I think if you're doing a long hill effort, it doesn't matter that it's more of a slope. It's the fact that, you know, you still will be harder. And like I say, you're doing it for that kind of, you said about Jack Daniels, you're doing it for that kind of aerobic endurance rather than power as such. So it's understanding the different elements of how you can use hills and what's the training effect that I'm trying to get from them. I think you, you did a post, I don't know, sometime back in summer about why does this hill not look hilly? It was hilly. It was really challenging. <laughs> they never look hilly, though. They, they never do. They never do. But that obviously shows that you're choosing the right gradient. And, and if you are watching this and you're familiar with gradients, I always advise sort of 5 to 7% as a gradient for kind of the long hill repeats. Mm. You want much steeper than that if you are hitting uh, kind of serious short hill, hill sprints. I think it's a funny one, though. With I, You asked me about what I really like. I really like the classic two-minute hill repeats. I actually really like mm. that. Like, I'll say like. But you yeah, know I mean? yeah, definitely. I really like. enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy the session. The problem a little bit, and I think it's worth bearing this in mind, is because it's effectively interval training on a hill, because that's what it is. You, there's period of efforts with period of rest. The, the, the problem with hills and something to be mindful of is you can only give yourself, there's like a minimum rest. Because you've got mm. to get back down the hill to go again. Yeah. Whereas on the flat, you are very much in control of what rest you give yourself. You might want to give yourself a serious amount, so, you know, short rest if you're manipulating that as well as the work period. But on a, on, a, on, a, on a hill, you can't. So that's where sometimes treadmills can come into play because you can accurately control. You might not have access to hills in your area. You may you know, live in the flatlands. Get yourself on a treadmill because you can accurately control the gradient. And also, you don't have the downhill bit. So you haven't got the whole issue with the knees, the load on the quadriceps as well, and you're in control of how much rest time you have. So there's, there's definitely definitely a place for, for treadmills. And I think just being mindful of how you, like we say, how you use the hills and incorporate them into your training. And, and just one thing I want to mention as well is I do think there's lots of people that almost avoid hills, like the, the fear of hills. Mm. Because, you know, you're not as fast, it's hard work, maybe you're losing your breathing rhythm because you're probably working too hard up the hill. You know, it's classic, isn't it? You see a runner on the flat, they're looking good all of a sudden they get to a hill and then the, the kind of, you know, the posture goes because they're just attacking the hill rather than backing off. I think hills can be a really useful time and place and type of training to really manage effort and build your ability to manage effort. Because even in a race, so for example, Manchester Marathon, anybody watching this at Manchester, I know there's a couple of you on there. Um, Manchester wasn't pancake flat. So when the advertiser race is flat, so yeah. absolutely pancake flat. <laughs> There are some little <laughs> cheeky undulations here and there. And it's really, it really pays, especially in a long race like a marathon, just to back off ever so slightly. Go on effort rather than, right, oh, I'm going to attack this hill or yeah. slope or whatever you want to call it. Just back off a bit, even just slightly. And then once you get to the, the top of the hill or slope, then you can freewheel, then you can go for it. And if yeah. you've done this training in, if you practice this in training, you also have the confidence First of all, you have the ability to back off and manage effort up the hill. But secondly, when you get to the top of the hill, you have the ability to freewheel and the confidence, because it does take yeah. confidence. You know, mentioning here, Pittsburgh, PA, freaking all hills. Totally think that running downhill is way harder than up. It is, <laughs> because there's all that control and fear and yeah. confidence going on. 
So by practicing that, I think it helps you on the day. So one of the things I always say to people when I'm coaching hill reps is do not put all the effort into the first part of the hill because that's that tendency, as you say. You're just like, right, I've hit a hill. I'm going to max out on the effort. And by the time you get to the top, literally your effort is going in the opposite direction or your pace is going in the opposite direction to the hill because you've run out of effort. So actually, it's much better to manage your effort up the first half and really be strong in the second half. And then potentially you can do what we call runoffs where actually your training is up the hill and then running off the top of it. So instead of it just being like, this is my rep uphill, in fact, my rep is up the hill and then along the top as well. And they're a really good way of, again, managing your effort, not just up that hill, but over the top, because it's all very well, you overtake somebody on the uphill, marvellous. And then when you get to the top, you're completely, you know, your energy levels drop through the floor, your pace drops through the floor and they come back by you it's not a good way to do it. So let's say it's better to start more steadily and be strong all the way up. And particularly if you are doing long heels, anything even over a minute, to be honest, I would say do a controlled effort on the first part, pick a point about halfway up or two thirds of the way up. And from there, you really hammer it in. And then if you do some runoffs, even better. I mean, it's great, isn't it? If you use the same kind of environment, like a, almost like a test environment, like you perhaps would for intervals on the flat, then you've got your visual cues, you know where you are. And if you're doing long hill repeats, so I remember there's a, there's a long hill, Duffield Road in Derby when I used to live there. And I, I loved, it was just the perfect gradient and I just loved it. And it was nice and safe that, you know, we didn't have junctions coming up, leading off onto the road. So you could kind of focus on what you're doing. But I always used to check in at like the halfway point. There was a there was a set of steps mm. that kind of led up to the side and I just used to check in and I sort of knew where I needed to be. So at that point, quick check and I, I can, it, it was a good guide as to, well, am I, am I pushing too much here or do I, do I need to make up a tiny bit of time? And it just helps you to learn that pacing, which we know is yeah. very difficult. It's very difficult, isn't it? To, to pacing as well. Just while I've got you, Joe, because I'm mindful of time as well. I know, I was going to say, talking of pacing. <laughs> yeah. What, what, are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on the classic Kenyan Hills session is that something so ex- Kenyan hills just explain what it is for people that yeah so don't essentially know. Kenyan hills are that continuous hill running where you know pretty much the the pace is the same both up and down the hill obviously the effort level will be slightly different um but yeah continuous hill running for for a set period of time I if I'm honest as a coach I tend to prefer hill reps where actually you work hard on the way up and it's it is continuous in the sense that you don't stop but you do take longer to get down than you take to get up. That's what I feel I get more training benefit with the runners I coach. Um, so I think they're great, but they're not personally something, you know, everybody has their little favorite ways of doing things. And my favorite when we're doing hill reps, what I feel works for me and for, for in my coaching is to do much more effort in the rep, continuous, but take longer to come down. So not great. So if we're doing a two minute hill up, we might take three minutes to come down that kind of proportion um, is where I tend to, um, how I tend to structure hill reps. And I think, I don't disagree, because I think it comes down to logistics as well. I rarely, rarely schedule Kenyan hill sessions for my runners because they they find it more stressful actually finding the perfect area, the perfect route to be able to do, you know, this circuit of, of Kenyan hill. So it's not always the best, but just, I suppose the last word before we wrap up, Joe, keeping this relatively short today, on kind of gradients and stuff just to recap because i think it's really helpful for people because i think people have in their head hill it's got to be like a mountain and it yeah doesn't. it's got to be steep I, no it hasn't i think <laughs> i think 
you need climbing rope and crampons. You don't. I think five to seven percent as a gradient is great if you understand gradients for the longer hill repeats, where you're really working on the the um, you know kind of endurance side of stuff. If you're not familiar with gradients, you want a hill or a slope or an incline that's not going to change how you run too much. There will be some variation, of course, because you are running uphill and overcoming gravity, but you don't want to change drastically how you're running. If you feel like you can't run normally, it's probably too steep. Whereas if you're doing serious hill sprints, then it needs to be pretty steep and you really need to feel like you're having to fight. If I use the word fight, I mean with good form still to overcome that gravity and get yourself to the top to get those strength benefits. But just, you know, incorporate it. It's good for you, Joe, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Cool. One last point. It. Keep up Kirsty, where I do coach. So do you think you're putting the right effort in if you're capable of picking up your pace as you run onto the flat pace when you hit the top? I think it just depends on how long the hill is, how many you're doing and all the rest of it. You know, if we're just doing hills, probably not we want our effort to finish at the top if we're doing runoffs then we would so i can't it's difficult to be specific kirsty but don't worry when hill reps are on your schedule you'll know exactly what you need to do and then <laughs> on that note <laughs> it's what's the purpose of the session absolutely as well, which is which you know can vary a lot between people yeah now cool. i'm have to apologize that i've got to You're leave asking. you at this point i need to sprint off quite literally right, let me do my wrap up stop talking <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a wrap up very quickly, guys. Thank you for watching. This has been a relatively short a chat around hill training, hitting the hills. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. We will be back next Friday on Joe's. No, we page, won't be back next be Friday. Bothered. We are missing We're next not Friday. We're going to be back next Friday. <laughs> because I am because... actually going off to, Mount, uh, to Italy to watch people run up mountains. Bloody Italy. You'll never catch me there, I tell you. <laughs> Bloody awful place. Hate it. Cool. We will be back Sorry. the week after and we will talk about running. Joe, just. Shut up and go. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. That was Running With Jake, The Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, The Podcast.